morning, good afternoon, good day. How are you? This is Healthy-ish, your daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Now, I asked that question because I want to know, how are you really? Are you feeling a bit down? Have you got the winter blues but not sure what to do? Well, Research and Engagement Manager at Lifeline Australia, Dr Tara Hunt, is on the podcast today to discuss how winter can affect our mental health, how to cope, and most importantly, how to ask for help. Now, as you know, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short. So if you want to hear my full chat with Tara, where we go deep into loneliness and why the stats are still rising even after the pandemic, you can search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Tara, thank you so much for joining us on Healthy-ish today. Thank you. It's so great to be with here with you. Now, I'm actually really excited to hear from you today because, as I said off air, you are really there. You're on the, you know, you're working with people's well initial struggles and, and cries for help when it comes to mental health. Talk to us about the effect winter has on our mental health. Yeah, so some people notice some persistent and negative changes in their mood throughout the winter months. And because it's Australia, it's pretty warm here. There actually isn't very much research on it in our context. Um, but it's a pretty widely established phenomenon, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, where you have these really cold days and the, um, and the daylight hours are quite short. And um, so when you have these... Um, persistent and negative mood changes for two or more years in a row, that's known as seasonal adjustment disorder. Um, And that's just because the body naturally produces less serotonin and melatonin, which regulate um, sleep and mood uh, during those winter months. I mean, in some ways, we should be grateful that we live in Australia when when you talk about that, shouldn't we? But how prevalent is it? Yeah, so... um, For many people, um, actually, you know, you might not reach a clinical diagnosis level, but these the changes in the temperature and um, and and having less sunlight in our lives can really influence a change in our lifestyle. So, for example, it can be a struggle to stick with your normal routines, like getting out um, for exercise consistently, seeing friends, and these things can have a big impact on us mentally and physically. Um, So um, that can look like it in general around like feelings of sadness and emptiness, feeling tired, sleeping a lot uh, and losing interest in activities that you're normally interested in. And for some people that might reach a clinical threshold and from what limited um, research there is in Australia, that might be around um, a one to 10% of people in some studies have found experience some, um, some symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. So... How do you know if you're just having, you know, if you're affected with just a gloomy day or whether it's something that, you know, okay, there's something not right here, it's it's continuing? Yeah, so feeling low and sad is just a normal part of life sometimes and, and being able to um, navigate that contributes to feeling like contributes to the development of our own personal resilience. Um, But if you're finding that these feelings are hanging around, if they're Mm. beginning to interfere with your life and relationships, if 
you know, you're beginning to feel like something's not quite right, that might be a sign to check in first with yourself and ask yourself what's really going on here um, and check in with others and talk to somebody about it. It's interesting you say, you know, I think it's an important point to say, you know, sometimes you do just feel sad and unmotivated and and that's okay and it's important to feel that because I think so often in our culture we think, especially when we're looking at social media during winter and everyone's in Europe, you're thinking, but hang on, I, I should <laughs> I should be, or maybe that's just me when I look at my social media feed. But you, you know, we should, we're sold this toxic positivity in so many ways, but I think the more we talk about, no, it's okay to feel sad and low and, and, and sometimes that's just, this, just being human. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it, you know, I think we can all say that um, <laughs> everybody seems to be in Europe right now. <laughs> so there's a lot of social comparisons that can happen um, in the online environment as well. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's really important um, to to be able to kind of um, know how you generally respond in, in in these contexts, um, is this becoming a bit more of a more entrenched pattern for you? And to be able to um, uh, be open about how you're feeling and um, particularly if um, they, they're getting a bit, those feelings are starting to become overwhelming and impacting your life. So how can we help ourselves if we're starting to recognise that these, you know, feelings of sadness are continuing and, and then we're not getting ourselves out of this hole that we might be in emotionally? Yeah, so it can be really tough to to be to open up about how how we're actually feeling, particularly if those um, feelings are challenging for us, um, and that can be a, be a very daunting prospect. Um, but um, asking for help is you know is important to do so, um, and sometimes um, we can feel like if we're really stuck in that place where those feelings of you know um, sadness and isolation become overwhelming. Um, that we don't want to take up the time of the people around um, around us that we are close to. But those are actually the very people who can help you feel connected and supported. So I think um, developing a strategy is really important. So firstly, making a mental list. Um, who are the people that I can trust and feel close to? Um, so you are able able to actually find the right person to talk to. Um, those pe might people might be people who you've um, spoken to in the past, um, or people that you you know you, you have on the horizon who um, who you feel some kind of connection with. And mentally rehearsing that initial conversation, and it can be and setting that up can be as simple as saying, "Hey, I'm having a difficult time right now. Do you have the time and space to have a chat?" Um, and so if if that um, if family and friends are not av available to you right now for whatever your situation is a mental health professional or doctor is also there to provide support um, and if you're actually not sure where to start you can always call lifeline um, 13 11 14 or you can text our chat service which is 0477 13 11 14 um, and for people who um, talking to someone directly isn't isn't an option. We also have a really great um, range of self-support toolkits that are available at toolkit.lifeline.org.au with a range of strategies in the short and longer term that you might be able to consider in your own time. What do you do for your own mental health in winter? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I th Well, for me, routine is really, really important. Um, 
um, making sure that I get out and exercise consistently um, and making the effort to think about how am I going to get outside myself and to open up those connections. Mm. Um, because, you know, when you're starting to feel low, one of the things, that, one of the impulses that we all have is to kind of constrict our world to the, in, to, to the internal, to, um, to try and get through it and mm. to feel like, you know, it's all on us. <laughs> but making, a de making deliberate steps and actions, no matter how small, to open yourself up to the world around you, particularly when it's cold and dark, <laughs> is um I find personally really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Tara, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you for having me. If you do need to speak to anyone, make sure you pick up the phone. Lifeline is on 131114 and they have a 24-7 crisis support line. Their website is lifeline.org.au. And if you want to sign up for Lifeline and KX Pilates, Longest Pilates class. Actually, it's the world's longest Pilates class. A 24-hour Pilates for mental health relay. It's taking place simultaneously across the country on Saturday, the 22nd of July from 7am. I will leave links to the sign-up in the show notes. Come on. What a great idea. Get involved. If you do want more from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish, Extra Healthy-ish, jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au, and you can always follow us on social media. And we would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, well, sign up to the Pilates class and stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.